You're listening to the Propane Fitness Podcast, your ultimate resource for fat loss and muscle gain with none of the gimmicks. With your hosts, Yusuf and Johnny. Simple rules, dramatic results. So the other adversity um, is... <laughs> you can call that. Yeah, type 1 diabetes. Yeah. And this is something that... Uh, just to start with, because I know Johnny's been pining to, to hear this story. <laughs> it's just one of the funniest stories I've um, ever heard. So, now, you? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I, I probably have a strange sense of humor. Did you enjoy it? Okay. So, yeah, I do. Before have... you start, I'm mm. going to go on my phone. I need to book yoga. Do it. It's all on an app. So, I just get it. Yoga's important. Yoga is important. Yeah, you need to... Just get your breathing sorted. So I'm not, I'm not ignoring your story. Thanks. I promise. Okay. In fact, before you tell the story, yes. just, just to round off what, we, what you were saying about um, the back pain and then you've changed your training focus. Yeah. It's been a good springboard for you and you said it, you've seen it as an opportunity to develop something, again, quite monk-like and quite frustrating to train, which is handstands and single arm yeah. handstands, which for me just seems like such a mind-numbing thing to train, but it it's is. quite a cool skill you get at the end. <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I like the... Um, I think I always need something skill-based. I don't, I couldn't really do with just going into any environment and just just trying to get stronger for the sake of getting stronger, unless there's a skill-based element to it. So that's why the... That's what attracted you to weightlifting. Yeah, and yeah, yeah just fun. Like, there's nothing more fun than just trying to, like, get something over your head as fast as possible and as heavy as possible. Like, it's really hard to uh, replicate that feeling. But the handstands, the hand balancing is... Yeah, it's, it's sort of scratching that itch at the moment of having a skill-based thing to, to develop. Yeah, the di- I suppose the diabetes thing is... There's quite a few facets to it, I suppose, but because it's a chronic disease that requires self-management, it's been very useful for me to draw lessons out into a more generalised direction for chronic disease as a whole. And um, for myself, I think I came to the realisation quite early on that if I didn't have it, Sounds super corny, but I probably wouldn't be doing this, uh, trying to stay as active as I am now because you're just more sensitive to when your body starts going wrong um, because you've got direct feedback. You check your blood sugar and it's whatever, and you know it's that because you've been sitting down all day, and you know it's that because you've just eaten a baguette or whatever. So what is Strange type 1 thing. diabetes? How come you have to check? Type 1 diabetes is uh, <laughs> it's an autoimmune disease where your pancreas stops creating insulin. And insulin is the thing that you need to essentially lower your blood sugar. Um, so your blood sugar goes incredibly high. And um, something which is it, is... it is a grim disease if you don't have access to insulin, which was only... It was only found about 90, well, it was sort of created from pigs, I guess, about 94 years ago was the first injection to a kid. Um, But it's been around since sort of ancient Egyptian times, there's been uh, reports of of diabetes, sort of 1500 BC. Um, What did did they do? Just... They, you, you just die. You Man. literally just die. Right. And that, yeah, it's... <laughs> Didn't expect that answer? Yeah, it's awful. Like, <laughs> I was hoping for like, oh man, early keto. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just get shredded. Yeah. And, uh, jacked. As long as you can't backload it. <laughs> as long as you're, you're paleo, man, you're fine. Yeah, so I mean, insulin's only been around for about the past 100 years, so it's enabled me and people who have diabetes to live a normal life, essentially. But 
the grim thing is there's still parts around the world so I know in Nigeria there are people my age who don't have access to insulin which essentially it essentially it condemns you to probably a year of going into ketoacidosis so becoming acidotic and dying and what they used to do back in the day was give kids um, <laughs> just what the, is funny just, about that just, just the description oh you know becoming acidotic and dying, dying. and things it's alright oh, oh man <laughs> Yeah, it's grim. <laughs> Bit of a ball ache. So it is a it is a blessing to live now, and um, it's something that I do appreciate. But yeah, having it has taught me quite a bit about self managing, and so diabetes. Yeah, it's a diabetes. Don't get it. It's a, it's a thing. Is <laughs> the the moral of the story? So so actually, you see it as a blessing that it's it's been the thing sort of, that yeah. made you stay active and and see. I, I guess yeah. More focus on what you what you're eating, I suppose. Because you're pretty YOLO with macros. I'm with, quite YOLO with macros. Well, with, um, I suppose to even say macros. Well, macros was a concept that only came across when I met you. Before <laughs> that, I didn't even really know what. I mean, I heard of them, but I don't know what they entailed and why I should bother looking at them. So when, before you met Yusuf, the idea of managing your blood sugar but through your diet. The thing is, like, you had no concept of macros, but it was still... 82 kilos with abs and very strong. With so abs, doing it wrong. <laughs> so clearly, like, we've been doing it all wrong. Clearly. For, like, As if. For years. It's, well, it's because he's using it. I could do it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's cheating. Oh, yeah. Icing on the cake, mate, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just constant anabolism. <laughs> anabolism. Yeah. So the diabetes thing, it is, it is, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's great, but it's, I definitely get the best things out of it. And it's made me realise, I suppose, to generalise it a bit more, how much you can ameliorate through just staying active and like watching what you eat, basically. Like, it's so, it, it does just boil down to that. And at the moment, I'm really interested in the whole sort of lifestyle and how that impacts upon people's health, because medicine in general is really good for coming in downstream and sorting things out from a I don't know patching things up perspective and obviously if you're if you've got an acute appendicitis you're going to want to go to A&E and Can't get treated like, oh well you should have been living at home well, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, yeah. you brought this on yourself you should well, have been yeah. kettlebell snatches yeah. Well. yeah well what do you expect young man <laughs> but the, 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 the big thing now is like chronic disease so you've had that transition from communicable diseases like smallpox horrendous shit like that and um, now most of it is non-communicable so essentially chronic disease brought upon by lifestyle so for me it's been good to play around with different things and I know you guys have done way more mental diets than I could ever conjure up even in my head let alone <laughs> not deliberately like you make it sound like we're you have done some pretty nice yeah, diets man. Not, like, like, all because we thought at the time like that was the best thing to do right rather than like that's interesting let's try that <laughs> So in the name of science, I think, yeah. I think we're not we're gonna have to not eat every other day. Yeah, and I think that's gonna be the only way to. Or I love the okay between five and midnight, just go nuts. But before that, or oh, if you eat before vegetables, that, yeah, I can't help you. No, okay. you know, if you have a pastry at four fifty nine, yeah, uh, that's it. You're done. Yeah, Fat. you might as well just chuck. Laughing it Laughing at people eating eating crisps at midday. No. <laughs> Well, they they own of train, so <laughs> clearly that's the wrong thing. Think decision. of that guy's hormone sensitive life page. What an idiot. Yeah. So, where were you going with that? Um, so, I was going <laughs> with, yes, uh, so things like paleo, I suppose, and low fat, sorry, <laughs> low carb, high fat. There are different things that you can experiment with which can help a lot 
with with diabetes specifically, but then that extends to a lot of different things. Obviously, the big ones are hypertension, high blood lipids, metabolic syndrome, um, even <coughs> psychological things like depression and other bits and pieces like that. So, yeah, lifestyle is just a big big thing, man. So you went keto for a while, and your blood sugar control just a month was nailed. Yeah, it was completely nailed. I didn't take... It was the first time I didn't inject any insulin since, well, since I got diabetes, which was surreal. That's but pretty major. That's massive. It yeah. was massive. Yeah, it was weird. And I did that for like about you should, a month. You should tell someone. Uh, yeah, maybe. You, really, should, you should write a letter to the Times. It's really, <laughs> that's really important. Well, I found, <laughs> I found so nobody one. actually does that. I did inject my basal insulin, but not my short acting. But uh, I yeah, so, you know, it's pretty lame, actually. <laughs> But yeah, no, it was it was surreal because I didn't have to inject anything, and um, but it was miserable. Like mm, that's what, essentially anything. why I didn't do it. Yeah. Can't and do you find that. activity improves your control? Oh yeah, massively. Yeah, yeah, hugely does. Um, just just increases your insulin sensitivity, and I think it's just general sense of well being. Like you it's, know, it's quite good to hear that from someone who's diabetic and <clears> not just like a bro personal trainer who <clears> just throws <laughs> around the term insulin sensitivity oh, yeah, with no yeah, idea yeah. what it means. Mm. Whereas you're like actually. I've, I've quantified, I've got the data here that mm. it, my oh, insulin sensitivity sure, yeah. has improved when I, yeah, so. Yeah, do you think get, if you, like, significantly, like, let's say you did a training session before every meal, oh, you need well, to use insulin? Yeah, well, there was one time when I was at my wife's place in China, because she's Chinese, weirdly, and, um, so we, I was at her folks' house, and I, sometimes I do this, I just don't take enough insulin with me, and I don't know why... <laughs> But I forgot this time to take enough, obviously. So I realised about a week into a two-week trip, I thought, man, I've literally got enough insulin for about three days, so I'm going to have to stretch over a week. Um, and I was thinking, what the heck can I do? And I don't know if you've eaten what China. A pickle. <laughs> it was <laughs> such a pickle that I got myself into. Oh, God. <laughs> dang, dang it. i got to start this out in a jiffy, is what I thought. Um, and... I don't know if you've been, if anyone's been to China before, but it's very like carbohydrate heavy. Very carby. Super carby. The macros of, of China are probably like 80-10-10, isn't it? Roughly. Like the macro Maybe split. Worse. Exactly that, oh. actually, I think, yeah. <laughs> so, so what I did was I just ate essentially as little rice as I could. Um, which was a challenge, I imagine. Which was a challenge. Mm. But after every meal I had, I'd run into the little room round the back and do 100 bodyweight squats. <laughs> and some push-ups occasionally, yeah. But I just do just bash out hundred bodyweight squats as fast as possible, and I was starting to calculate it, and it was the equivalent to. It's pretty uninteresting if you're not diabetic, but it was the equivalent to about one to two units of insulin, which is probably about ten to thirty grams of carbs that wow. you can that you can sort of account for. Just neutralise with you. Just absolutely like terminated, yeah. To be able to squats. do that with a pancreas that doesn't give a shit. Yeah, it doesn't give a damn. <laughs> doesn't care. It's brilliant. It was cool, yeah, it was nice. So, um, I'm surprised you haven't brought out like an ebook. you know, the, <laughs> I gained 25 pounds of muscle. <laughs> it would just be, eat a miserable diet, and do 100 squats, <laughs> and you, yeah, your blood sugar will be fantastic, but you'll be depressed. It's interesting, I think, I don't know the exact suggestion that he makes, but Tim Ferriss oh, yeah, okay. talks about, like, you'll have one day a week where he goes nuts with his diet right and he talks about doing like bouts of body mm. weight stuff to, oh, okay. to improve your the, the, I think I think he talks about like mitigating the effects but obviously it's it's blood sugar control as well yeah so it's yeah. interesting to hear somebody who's actually like tested it it's like I've done it it's fine <laughs> like you can you can affect well what is it 100 squats 
Yeah, just 100 up and down, unbroken, as quick as you can go. It's 30 grams of carbs. Roughly. For you. Yeah, for me, it's yeah. 30 grams of carbs. Yeah, yeah, so... It um, wasn't from a stupid experiment. It was like, I need to do I this. I need to do this, I yeah. seriously need to do this, yeah. Yeah, massively. And then the other time, the only other time I've run out of insulin was in a crap place, actually. It was in the desert. Oh. I just ran out. In the desert? Yeah. <laughs> and um, I got I got to a hospital, and the guy, it was in Libya before it went Can you remind crazy. us what you were doing in the desert? Just another one of these... It was it was quite a while ago now, but me and my dad were doing a. Uh, the, it was called the Libyan Challenge, and it was organised by um, a French guy, and there's a lot of like French influence in my life, weirdly. But it was a two hundred kilometre sort of ultramarathon in the Akaks Desert, and it was really it was class. It was really really good. But hundred k in, I just lost my insulin pen, which was well selfish and definitely didn't do it on purpose to get out of the next 100k <laughs> I didn't I didn't <laughs> but I had to get picked up by this ambulance and we got in the back of it and the only tools that it had was an oil drum full of diesel and then a hammer and so for five hours of just like in an ambulance diesel fumes in the back of an ambulance yeah and they drove us to this little clinic and the guy didn't believe that I had diabetes and I said look I'm not here at three in the morning in Libya in a little town called Gat for a laugh to get some insulin. <laughs> so eventually he said, all right, I'll believe you, mate. But very oh, reluctantly. Yeah, I really, <laughs> mate, I owe you a big time. I'm so grateful. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he led me to a little cupboard and there's just these out of date vials of insulin. Uh, so I just, they did the job. But that, that was the only other time that I really ran out. So yeah. What a dick. What a dick. So you mentioned your wife and I'm <laughs> oh. sure everyone's thinking, what was that story that, <laughs> that oh, you said to nah. Okay. So the story is I got married uh, last year on the 28th of March and I got married in China. And in China, you do have to get married in a registry office. It's a, a very sort of administrative affair and after that, you can go and celebrate, but not during and not before. So we went to get married in the administrative office in Nanjing. And that was all fine. And two days later, we were going to have the celebration. So there were going to be about 200 people there, about 95% of them I'd never met before. And so it was a fairly big gathering. Photographers were going to arrive at 6am. And so I was up until about one, sort of ironing my shirt and everything, getting ready. And then I thought, right, I'm done. I'm going to bed because I don't want to feel destroyed the next day. So I went to bed and apparently during the night, I woke my brother up who was sleeping next to me, like doing this bizarre sort of inhaling scream sound. And I was completely, I don't remember any of this. So that woke him up and then eventually everyone realized that I was having some episode just sort of saying, everybody look at me uh, <laughs> in my bed. And I was essentially hypoglycemic. So my blood sugar was too low. And that meant that my brain was starting to to die, essentially, I guess. Um, and so they called an ambulance and a guy came in his pyjamas with, this was the paramedic, in his pyjamas with a pair of, like I said, delicatessen gloves. <laughs> and uh, everyone stared at him and was just said, have you got anything else, mate? And he said, nope. 
But he turns up with no kit. Nothing. Sandwich gloves. He's got he's got a puffer jacket on, so he's warm. Oh, well, that's oh, okay. And his pajamas and his uh, his Crocs and uh, some gloves. So by, by deli gloves, I imagine like see through quite. Bad. Yeah, it's exactly those. Yeah, like yeah. the ones which are sort of two layers of plastic just sort of yeah. like pressed together. Pressed together. So like crimped at the edges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In safe hands when he got there. But they managed to sort of revive me by two liters of mango juice. And I just sort of came to with like shattered glass everywhere, mango juice all over the floor and feeling like I was going to be sick. And somewhere in the process, I kicked a couple of my family members because I thought they were, I think I thought they were demons or something and they wanted to do me ill harm. (laughs) And so I woke up and started coming around and everyone was standing around me and I had no idea where I was or what was happening. And I looked down at my finger and I saw a ring on my wedding finger and I thought, okay, that's fine and I turned around to Mia my wife and I said so what's all this about and she said well you know could you not remember and I said look I'm not I'm not angry you know I'm obviously I'm happy that we did get married but I just don't remember it Johnny's losing it (laughs) (laughs) it's that it's the I'm not I'm not annoyed but yeah just be straight with me right (laughs) did we get married and she said yes uh, so I completely lost memory of getting married and my brother was showing me the pictures and uh, I, I, don't, I don't remember anything of it. And I think because I'm a trusting person, I just turned to my family and said, look, we could, be, we could have been here for six months, a year, a week. I, I have no idea when we got here, why you're here, but I'm going to take your word for everything. I remember you said like the effort that you would have had to go on through to doctor these photos and make it look like I attended a wedding would be too much. So I'm just going to have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's more improbable. But you you wake up, ring on your finger, you're in China, right? And you're not sure why any of those things. Are the I mean, the good thing was I knew the people who were there, so I thought, okay, I'm mm-hmm. in, I'm in, I'm not sort of being After abducted. Stevens for a while. Yeah, well, you know, everyone goes through that process yeah. with their family, so. <laughs> And then I, I recognised my surroundings, so I was like, okay, I'm at Mia's parents' place, that's it. I didn't know what else was after that, so it was all up for grabs. So they could have proper Ashton Kutchered me, just punked me <laughs> to Dar- Darren Brown did. Yeah, Darren mm-hmm. Brown the crap out of me. Um, and Maybe it's still happening. I'd be very vulnerable. Well, Maybe this is the... Darren's going to walk in in a moment. <laughs> and just <laughs> clock me in the head with something. And I'll, and I'll wake up in China click, and I haven't got married yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Darren, not again, please. <laughs> Not the mango yeah. <laughs> I'm so full. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a trippy one. It's the best juice that I can think of. Mm. If I had to drink a lot of juice. Oh, it's very sweet though. It's very very Thick sweet as well. It's, right. Yeah, that's quite. What's nice about but it? But you know when you drink, sort of, it's it tends to be lilt, and you get that like bubbly, uh, weird, gaggy yeah. feeling in the back of your throat. Mm. Imagine two liters of that. I'd rather like flurry. Very flurry. Yeah. It's strange. What, what is that? I don't know what that is. <laughs> Mango flame. Yeah, fibre, isn't it? In the mango. Like, just really sure. finely. No, because you get it with lilt. Lilt is what? Lilt, lilt is the zero. classic one. Yeah. Mm. So there's something about the flavour. You think it's just like the, the, the production line. Someone has just had a crap day and they're just gobbing in each lilt can. Yeah. yeah. En masse. En masse, yeah. <laughs> so I've had a terrible life. Yeah, it must, be, day. must be awful. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, the diabetes has been, you know, it's given me some good memories. And or, lack, or lack thereof. Or lack thereof, yeah. So it's been, a, it's been an adventure. Speaking of diabetes, or, well, diabetic stories. What's the segue? We had, a, we had a family friend who, and mango juice. So, family friend wasn't diabetic. Right. 
Okay. <laughs> and he went into. I see where you're going with this. And he went into a, diabet- a hyperglycemic coma on a ferry trip, oh, and he was he was in he was in a coma for two or three days. When he came round, the doctors said, "What's up? How come that happened? Like you're not you don't have a history of diabetes in your notes. What happened?" And he was like, "I don't know." He said, "Did you eat anything on the ferry?" And he said, <laughs> "No." I like not really just some fruit and they were like how much fruit specifically he said well I had four crates of mangoes and two crates of fig and some rice pudding that's not a legitimate measure <laughs> <Some> rice pudding <laughs> for, for pudding <laughs> and they said well what crates and he said yeah how big are the crates and he's like you know this big and they're like right Great size. and how over how long did you eat all of this and he was like oh, you know like a, oh, a few hours you know they were like, right, okay. So I think we found the found the problem. And uh, I mean, this guy managed to induce a diabetic coma in himself, despite being that's good going. Non- di- yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> you've got to absolutely be pounding Did you it. Say he was like, just... yeah, he he has a problem. I think I think it's a, probably a psychiatric problem where because he when he goes to bed, he asks his wife to prepare a More big mango. Bowl. Well, yeah, prepare a bowl of fruit next to his bed. Jeez. And he just, during the night in his kind of mid- Is he not one of these, like, he just snacks on it. 30 banana a day dudes? Oh, like that vegan woman. Yeah. Who claims to eat 5,000 calories of banana and <laughs> weighs, weighs 100 pounds. <laughs> yeah. And not have an arrhythmia and die. Interesting. It's always mango. Mango seems to be the problem here. Because it... There's a common there. link here, yeah. I think you... Well, that, well, that's it. it. The fact that they've... Because they must have given you mango because it's one of the... The thing that creates the problem. Highest you will add that on your letter. Definitely. You let, you let the, My letter. Uh, the men know. Oh, yeah. Just keep yeah, yeah, yeah. Fixed it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, if in doubt. Isn't it figs or dates or something that have a higher. There's like one thing that's. Dates higher than. More sugary than sugar. Or have a higher really? glycemic index than sugar. Really? And it's dates. Dates. So it's always ridiculous. You see them in like health So your grandma's just like nailing. Yeah. <laughs> dates. Incidents. Yeah, that's why she's so jacked as well. I guess like, <laughs> I just, yeah, it's they're they're a prime example of something that people would snack on instead of having a Mars bar. Mm. I got a text from Johnny that said, "I'm sat in the library with a girl next to me eating a bag of dates. Uh, what an idiot! Be right back eating table sugar with his food." <laughs> <laughs> it's just not a conversation that you. But it's natural. Ever... It's natural, right? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's yeah. fine. It's natural yeah. triggers, so it yeah. doesn't count. As soon as you ingest it. Well, exactly. Just uh, melts away the... <laughs> Do you have any bugbears like that in uh, in, in a medical context? Um, it's maybe a, a bit of a um, Pandora's box to open. For for diet? Because I don't... I'm so not he... things like, oh, it's natural, oh, I'm not going to vaccinate my child, or, you know, all the, oh, the, the dog well, bastard. You snuck the dog bastard. <laughs> oh, the dog bastard. <laughs> well, I mean, the, yeah. That's referring to a guy on Twitter called Doc Bastard. Search him. Definitely check him out. Yeah. He's on a personal mission to... <laughs> Call out any anti-vaccination people, and he is—he is going Relevance. for it. Any yeah. anti-vaccination people. Anti-vaccination. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean that is that. I mean that is a big one, and it's still going though. It's crazy. There are still people who um, who believe that vaccines mostly Americans give you autism. Mm. Yeah, I've seen too many in the UK. Yeah, I, th- okay. I don't know the spectrum. I've seen or... one or two actually. What's that? I've seen one or two in the UK. Yeah, no, they're yeah. still around. But yeah, I mean that's just inherently. Dangerous and uh, it's part of like the. It's like not what really a bugbear. It's just like what the hell are you doing? Stop, stop it! Yeah, just don't do that. Yeah, (laughs) or do that actually. Do vaccinate. 
it's always kind of I think the the people who push that kind of advice tend to also push like don't, don't go for chemotherapy because yeah, the doctors just want to just have big pharma is trying to control you just have smoothies and, and, mm, well, you know, well you can don't detox eat, don't eat gluten yeah be fine well you've got to detox your body and cleanse it and goji berries are you know the best thing for that don't do chemo yeah goji berries yeah I'm being sarcastic guys. yeah, yeah. Are, yeah. <laughs> just for whoever's listening now <laughs> There'll probably be people that listen to our podcast and not realise that maybe 98% of it is sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I felt. I just needed to insert that there, yeah. There'll be people who have actually got precisely the opposite opinions to... <laughs> to uh, <laughs> oh, I love these guys. Apart from that 2% of... Like, but eventually, obviously, just being sarcastic there. The, the inverse. And when we're serious, I think we're being sarcastic. Yeah. God. Absolutely terrifying. What a minefield. Awful. So is that, that's the worst thing. Just, uh, I, guess I suppose anything that's like anti-conventional medicine. Anti-chemo killed Steve Jobs, um, arguably. I think there are people that say that... If, Had he gone the conventional route first? Yeah. Mm. He was going by the alternative route for too long, and then by that point... How do you feel about the... Time. I mean, this is a dangerous question. How do you <laughs> feel about, like, the... Have you heard of Dave Asprey? Do you know who he is? That rings a bell. Like, I don't bulletproof, bulletproof. Oh, yeah, okay. So he talks about how, like, the world's full of toxins and... Oh. Like, if you just eat food as it as it occurs, like, if you drink coffee full of mycotoxins that are damaging our health and... Oh, you're saying that's bad? Our environment as well. Like, people talk about soaps and air fresheners and, after, you know, deodorants after Right, right, okay. He's Mr. Bulletproof Coffee, you know, the... Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Butter and coffee, yeah. He also said, Diet Coke is so neurotoxic that if I had one, I would be slurring my speech right now. <laughs> well, that's a he's direct, clearly a nutter. That's a direct like, <laughs> Shut and close that. What else <laughs> you meant to say? Just shut down. <laughs> Oh well, there, there, Dave. I love the one way I was thinking. It was something I saw on Facebook, like said, "Oh, water! If water can make this massive chain under the sea rust, imagine what it can do to your to your guts." And then the next thing is like Diet Coke getting rid of the rust. You know, you mm. can. Yeah. Like, there's in, a there's a video that someone like you, you know when friends who aren't interested in fitness yeah. know that you're interested in fitness, and something on their newsfeed comes up that's vaguely fitness related. Right. You get tagged in it. So yeah. There was a, was a doctor talking about how dairy or milk specifically is used to grow a calf into a cow. Okay. So he's like, this is designed to create something to like balloon in size, and yet we're all consuming it en masse. Oh, right. this guy, I think this guy was a doctor. I think he was British, maybe American. Have you seen the video I'm talking about? Was he a doctor or a? Doctor? I think he was a doctor. Inverted commas. <laughs> Rather than. Doctor. What, so he's saying don't drink this because it's clearly he's saying, yeah, like, it's going to make you explode or something. Like, just gain loads of weight. Just gain loads of weight. Can someone not say, like, can you find a single instance of somebody who was turned into a cow? From... <laughs> <laughs> there was a similar one of well, it. I suppose by that point they're a cow and they wouldn't be able to communicate that that's what uh, happened. Well, that's yeah. true. Yeah, because they, they could be all around us, you just wouldn't know. And you could be eating them, which is even more dumb. Mm. God. Yeah. <laughs> because there was a, um, take that atheist's guy like uh, I don't know what, what to describe like a what to describe take that person. atheist guy yeah, yeah an like, apologist what a well so he he made a video that was like the banana is the perfect proof of god because oh okay it was because like, of design yeah he was like it's the perfect thing it fits into your hand and it, it's just made it's got like a perfect container mm. like yeah take that atheist and all the comments were like banana like modern bananas that people eat have been like so genetically modified mm. and bred to be that shape sure. like, like an iPhone fits like, perfectly in my hand and well, is yeah. nice and looks nice and like, it's in a nice case 
But a wild iPhone would would be anything like, <laughs> like, 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 like the original iPhones before Steve Jobs made them would be an absolute shambles. Yeah. yeah, yeah, wouldn't know what to do Look with like it. A Nokia. So apparently, wild bananas before they've been like really selectively bred just were mental. They were just well, like, it's like a curly whirly like loop loop the loop. Thing. Yeah, not really edible, more like plantains, but not not in a nice shape. It's the same with apples, though, isn't it? Because the apples you eat now just are not. They're not normal apples. It's like, why they're so sweet. They're, they're, uh, yeah. Most apples are coming by many like thousands of. I can't types tell if you're being sarcastic now. No, no, I'm being for <laughs> real. Yeah. <laughs> there I are like been on that side of the country. <laughs> yeah, outside used to talk to teenage <laughs> students. That's <laughs> why eating paleo is impossible now. Like because I, I imagine the plants didn't like lettuce didn't exist. In the Paleolithic, you know, not lettuce, not, yeah. lettuce, not as we cubitil, and even then, you you don't drive to a supermarket to buy a paleo salad. It, yeah, in a plastic packet and prepare it in a glass bowl in mm. the kitchen using a cooker or yeah. a microwave. Paleo is a difficult one because it intuitively makes sense. You think, all right, cavemen, berries, meat, yeah, mm. yeah, fair that right. makes sense. Yeah, evolution and stuff, right? But I don't know. I don't really know what the evidence is for that. But it seems to be quite a good way to eat if you want to. I guess if you want to lose weight or like for body composition in certain yeah. ways because our stance is just that it's a proxy for lower calories right it's a way of getting at the but calories you, equation but I'm a different <laughs> means isn't it you know I am interested in you guys with do you did you do if it fits yeah were you taking the piss as much as Yusef basically with <laughs> yeah. yeah okay I think we were like going out of our way weren't we like <laughs> to prove I have a point 300 grams of carbs today like what can I do with that not right. like so Not this is in reference to an article called Taking the Piss with If It Fits Your Macros. <laughs> yes. Getting getting shredded on <clears throat> Pringles or whatever it is. Because that's, that's really interesting because it clearly, it cl- like, without a doubt, it works for body composition. Mm. It proves in the pudding there. But then I remember when I went to some nutritionist lecture and she said, Whoa, I'll be surprised if you're still around in, in two years or something. Um, two years? Yeah, she wasn't that optimistic. I thought, Here he is. give her a break, love. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, I don't know if you guys if you guys looked into the because you know the whole the big buzzwords now are sort of inf- inflammation. Yeah, and... I, I think if you're in a deficit, you can get away with a lot more. If you're in a surplus, that's when things like blood lipid profile and things start to start matter to a little matter. bit more. And you just yeah. need, but like even then, I think as you're younger as well, it's because it just intuitively, if you take a wagon wheel. And then you take, which was your weapon of choice for quite a long time. Weapon, yep. You had one in your holster and you hit the whole time. <laughs> ready to go. And what would be the equivalent? I don't know, some... Let's, let's just say, you know, the most organic fruit that you can get. With the same macros. Mango. Mango, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Diabetic magic fruit. Uh, so it, like you the, put someone... The equivalent amount of mango. If you, I would just love to see what an RCT would be like. It would be lovely. A trial to of it would be pretty. I don't know if it would be very ethical, but. <laughs> so the guy who ate Twinkies, you know that professor. Who yeah. Only, mm. So all of his health markers improved. But his, he, he lost weight. Well, that's so it. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, that's right. Easy, so he could have been sort of on a metabolic syndrome sort of trajectory, and then just by losing weight, he could. Yeah, have, precisely. So I think it would be interesting to watch weight gain. Yeah. Comparing. Yeah paleo or yeah. whatever so go into a surplus and just eat mm. as much as you can well the same amount and see who does better on I think on a, on a very very basic level it makes more sense that that would be worse for you because obviously some of what does you're ingesting is make sense. inherently contributing to what is being stored and retained 
I think you would see a difference in the two groups if you put two people on a surplus. Yeah, mm. you must do because it's that whole thing of this, there's a certain wisdom in because you you've read some anti uh, anti fragility stuff, yeah, yeah, and uh, there's a certain wisdom in having eaten this type of food for however many thousands of years, and then Haribo comes along, mm. and you're like, which one is going to do me more harm? And the problem is we haven't had enough time of somebody eating. Like a, if it takes if it fits your macros, taking the piss type thing for long enough. If it but takes your piss. If it, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> if it take if it just gets rid of it for you, yeah. The I don't know the burden of proof should is probably with that side of things I would imagine versus the versus the guys who are eating quote unquote natural. I think both both sides have you know if you if you're eating paleo but you eat the same foods every day i think lack of variety is a problem especially if you're avoiding things for the, the sake of avoiding things like you're gonna you're more likely to develop psychological n- negative psychological attachments to food and certain eating patterns than if you just yolo it <laughs> but if you yolo and say well i'm still going to aim for macros and those macros are higher under the on the carb side there's protein considered there's fiber considered fat's yeah probably on the lower end of the spectrum right is that safeguard? And I probably have some fruits and vegetables and more yeah. vitamin, some fish oil. Are you safeguarding sufficiently against it? Well, the, yeah, that's, so the, the, that's the IFYM world's answer to that question. Right. The, the Alan Aragon, Lyle McDonald, army leg approach is that there is no evidence that up to 20% of your calories from table sugar is going to is gonna be detrimental. I think it, it's not actually, it's not evidence, but it's, it's that in theory you could still hit all of your micronutrient <clears throat> goals from whole foods if 20% of your calories were okay. from table sugar. Yeah. Therefore, you can go YOLO with a certain portion of your diet as mm. long as the other parts, of, other boxes are ticked. I think it's the fats side of the equation that's probably more of a problem if you're consuming massive amounts. If you're consuming yeah. massive amounts of sugar. Uh, no, of it, like I think the, the sugar side of the, for in their world, the sugar portion and like what percentage of your carbs... Are you are talking from a... Body composition perspective, or no, from no. like a what sort of health problem? Right, okay. If you're reading it in excess, yeah. I think I remember in at Alan's conference, he was talking about you know the composition of your fats is a lot more important than the composition of your carbohydrates, assuming you mm. account for fiber. And if you're getting loads of like mm. I don't know trans fats in yeah, your diet, and that's exclusive, thing, that's all you're getting on a daily basis. Yeah, trans fats are the only are the only thing that I think. If you took the piss with, mm. even in a deficit, you'd probably worsen your, your profile. Well, they're man-made, aren't they? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so it's... So if you're eating margarine, and that's your only fat source right. when you're in a calorie surplus. I think most trans fats are banned in the UK, luckily. Completely uh, banned? Most, I, I, I might be completely wrong there, but I, I thought they've, there's a lot more regulation around it than... You don't really see them. If you look on the back of labels and things, yeah. they, they don't really... In the I US, haven't seen them much. The, yeah, the Americans are much more YOLO with yeah. trans fats, hormone treatment. Isn't um, a hydrogenated fat man, man-made? man Yeah. Like the process of hydrogenation. So where does that fall in the spectrum? Because I remember that was also a buzz. Like mm. Hydrogenated fats are terrible yeah they're um, not great trans fats are slightly different but it was a few years since I've done like the, the yeah. molecular structure <laughs> <laughs> of fats but the main um, I guess like you can you can get away with quite a lot through the big thing is exercise if you're, if you're mm-hmm. moving more you're doing more physical activity that has got a bigger bearing on your health than you get more what you eat yeah, yeah arguably and um, there's quite a big consensus now that you can be overweight but physically fit, and that's more, that's better than being 
of a sort of desirable weight, but not doing any it's sort of activity. Draws into question, you know, what the medical definition of fit is. Yeah. Because I think, you know, I would consider it in the standard, you know, you've fit for purpose. Oh, okay. Fit for so the goal you mean, that you're yeah. trying to achieve. I, yeah, I don't is know it, if there's an end sort of definition. At which I you think are fit. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. right. It's is, more, it, is it BMI related? BMI is good for populations and things, but I think it's, it's more... It's extreme. It's, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. But I think it's more um, looking at what you're actually doing on a day-to-day basis. So how many minutes are you racking up of this type of intensity of this mm. activity? Um, and then I suppose the way that it would be measured is through all the things like, yeah, the lipids and blood glucose and other sort of markers and things. And if they're all good, then from a medical standpoint, you probably say this person is quote unquote fit. Fit and healthy. Yeah. Right. And if they've got any other underlying diseases, chronic diseases, things, things like this. And if they're not, then I assume you say stick of butter in the morning, half a stick of butter, loads of coconut oil, stick it in your yeah. coffee. Don't yeah. coffee. Drink that and bottle you're good. You're good to go. Exactly. So is that correlation of um, grip strength and life length but yeah right. so like the, the the better your grip strength the that predicts your so if life you do more than loads of grip <laughs> this is the thing isn't yeah, it? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> can you just can you increase system? your life length you <laughs> one of those iron mind grippers <laughs> if you get the captain of crush five then you'll live to <laughs> i did i tried it with the actual thing that was brought in the actual device and i thought crap score that's so different i'm gonna be dead by the age of like 40 forearms are massive as well though so well they're just completely like, useless man <laughs> but by the way i've just looked up the trans fat thing just because i wouldn't be able to live with myself I, saying, I wouldn't be able saying to something speak wrong you. about trans fats on the podcast. Mm. So hydrogenation is a process and margarines are partially hydrogenated. Mm. Trans fats are completely hydrogenated. Mm. Uh, so. Okay. Okay. That makes so sense. a hydrogenated fat is not a trans fat. It contains trans fats in the molecule, but it's not fully right. trans fat. <laughs> <laughs> Hope that's crystal clear. <laughs> I'm sure you're all burning. You think, oh, oh. Wow, God, Absolutely, so glad, he, so glad he covered that. <laughs> Jeez. So is margarine bad? I wouldn't recommend margarine to any clients. I'd feel I couldn't wouldn't live, live with myself. Butter <laughs> over margarine. Yeah. Definitely. So you couldn't you couldn't if it fits your macros with some margarine. Bad choice. How do you feel about the mm. toxicity of fats when frying? I think that's I'm a... really putting you on the, on the spot <laughs> yeah. there, aren't I? I'm glad that's directed to him. I've heard about so, so there's there's people that say if you fry with olive oil. Because the burning point, yeah. Like yeah. yeah. Um, I, I've not seen anything that's terrifying about it, but I've I've not seen enough to be able to be like, oh, it's definitely fine. Or mm. like, no, no. Because that's the, that was coconut oil's thing, wasn't it? It's like I have a high smoke point, so you can use me <laughs> in frying. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the time, these things are really they polarize people, don't they? Even mm. when it's a grey area. I read something on inflammation recently by a guy called. Uh, Jonathan Sullivan, who's oh, a... Semi, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was really... It was a good article. Um, but could, I'll just ask you, would you say if you are... Say you've done some training and you've got DOMS or you're feeling a bit stiff mm. or even even on the sort of injury cusp, mm. do you think it would be wise to take anti-inflammatories mm. to try and mediate that if you wanted to continue training? Mm. Would you take anti like an ibuprofen or something? I think I would probably do it if my performance the next day was something that uh-huh. was required. Yeah. Probably with the, the advice <clears throat> I've been given by various physios with injuries is to, to avoid stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Which is interesting. It is some, interesting. Some physios are like, don't use anti-inflammatories, only use ice. Some physios are like, uh-huh. never use ice. 
use anti-inflammatories. Yeah, yeah. Some physios are like, don't use either, use compression. And is their reasoning because they say it interferes with sort of natural process yeah. healing type thing? Yeah. So what's the answer? Well, the answer is nobody no has a clue. Knows. Yeah, nobody no knows. knows. And the the articles are often referred to, especially for the non-steroidal anti-inflammatories like mm-hmm. the ibuprofen and things. Mm-hmm. One of the big ones it was taken from a mouse study where they basically like resect, just like cut out the leg muscles of a mice after giving it anti-inflammatories and things. And so it's complete, like you just can't translate that over to, to say for people who are living and, mm-hmm. and training. And then the other one, which is a big one that's often referred to, was the, the non-steroidals were given to the trainees before they even started their training session. Like there's a lot of confounding factors, um, but essentially, this, my point is sort of because at the end of all these studies and looking at them, you either get the people who go, oh, it's really bad because it interferes with your natural healing processes. Well, th- just because it's natural doesn't mean it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other people who say, no, you should take it. But actually, nobody nobody really knows. So my suspicion is a lot of the things... When, when people say things like, oh, it don't interfere with the natural process, I just think, like, the first thing I always think of is, I have a nut allergy. A natural yeah. process. Cancer could be, is a natural could be the process. End of me. Yeah. Yeah. You just still gonna so, go and get chemotherapy or like if there's something that is a bad natural process that you can prevent or stop. Right. And and deadlifting at all is not a natural thing <laughs> yeah. to do. Like your body isn't evolved yeah. to think I need to recover so I can deadlift. I need to move this perfectly cylindrical bar yeah. for a certain distance. Because you yeah, you, it's it's getting damaged because you're doing something that bodies haven't done mm. it's not even a natural height it's arbitrary based on how yeah. long your shins are mm-hmm. so yeah and how big the plate like how big the plates are different size plates you're basically molding <laughs> yourself into a cyborg that's powerlifting it hurts as well yeah like should we get rid of pain completely pain's a natural process and and the other thing wouldn't... is they they only account for one very specific part of the inflammatory process so if you want to take them the the thing is you can just take them because there's mm. loads of other things it only blocks one part of that inflammation process doesn't just stop inflammation dead in its tracks so um yeah that's i'm gonna have to go to you cool cool johnny has to go to yoga i think we better wrap things up <laughs> yoga 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 julia yeah. it has been an absolute pleasure thank, thank you very much, much for having me really guys. interesting podcast do you have any closing thoughts? Closing thoughts. Um, stay trendy. Um, <laughs> top tip, yeah. Yeah. And uh, keep piffling, whiffling, and diffling. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Fantastic advice. Okay, guys, remember to stay trendy. You can check out all of our podcasts on iTunes, YouTube, Android, and Stitcher. In fact, not all, they're not all on YouTube, just the, just the video ones. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Show notes are on the website as usual, propanefitness.com where you can also download our five strategies to maximize my fitness pal some really good tips in there too okay speak to you next week